There are times when nothing is a good thing. What was that loud noise? Oh, nothing. It was just the cat. What did the tree hit when it fell? Nothing. Thankfully, the house is fine and we're all okay. So what did the test results show? Nothing. I'm cancer-free. Then there are times when nothing is very, very bad. Devastating, even. Is there anything left in the checking account? No, nothing. The identity thief took everything. What did the doctor say? Nothing. She's out of ideas, totally baffled by my symptoms. Did the fire take the whole house? Furniture, books, pictures, there's nothing, nothing left. This Easter morning, nothing means both in the confused, half-light, half-understanding of that first Easter morning. What did Mary find when she came to the tomb on that first day of the week? What did she find? Nothing. When Peter and that other disciple raced like schoolboys to the empty tomb, guess what they saw? Nothing. Now, we, of course, know what that empty tomb means in our story, but the disciples did not. Even after hearing him talk about the future, the empty tomb for Mary, Peter, and that other disciple, it meant that somebody had taken the body away. Maybe as a last act of political control, to shame them, maybe just to be cruel. This nothingness for the disciples is overwhelming, it's demoralizing. After their sprint to the tomb, Peter and the other disciple just slink away, back home. Mary, totally out of ideas, just stands there, weeping. And then the story quickly changes. There are angels and a gardener who's not a gardener, and then the nothingness inside the tomb becomes something else entirely. There is sadness, then there's confusion, then there's recognition, and then there's release. All of this piled on top of this tomb full of nothing. In his Maundy Thursday sermon a couple of nights ago, Tim mentioned the program This I Believe. It airs on NPR from time to time. If you're unfamiliar with it, it is a collection of over 100,000 essays dating back to the 1950s, a project originally begun by journalist Edward R. Murrow. Today, this, I believe, is an international organization. It engages people in writing and sharing these essays through social media, essays describing the core values that define and guide their daily lives. I love this concept. I love this concept. And I love it when I stumble on it on NPR from time to time, hearing other people's essays of what they hold closest to their hearts. Strangely enough, though, I've never been able to come up with something that I would write an essay about. 
Seems a little weird, considering that I deal in belief for a living. But my belief system is built on creeds and scripture, on my experience of you and of the world. I've never quite been able to figure out how I would compile that into a three to 500 word essay. But this Easter, I came on something. I tell you what I would like to submit to this I believe. Nothing. I believe in the power of nothing. I believe there was nothing in that tomb. I believe that the nothingness in that tomb points to a greater nothing. A void not in our hearts or in our souls or even just in that one tomb, but a void of power where death used to be. God creates a vacuum by pulling Jesus up out of that tomb. And into that vacuum, love rushes in and fills the space, every craggy nook and crack in a way that leaves no room for evil to thrive. That, that is the nothing I believe in. And in the emptiness, in the nothingness of that tomb, makes way for more nothings, too. Now it means that nothing should stand in the way of our ability to love one another fully and fearlessly. We were created by love and for love. The emptiness of that tomb reflects that back. Nothing is greater than the love of God bestowed on us. And nothing should stop us from showing that love to one another in word and action, in prayer and service. Nothing, nothing is an excuse for not living into our best selves, forgiven, freed from death. We are children of a God who has felt the confines of the tomb and then banished it forever. We should see the promise of that empty tomb everywhere we look. For the great 50 days of Easter and for the decades beyond. The promise of that empty tomb is that now there is nothing standing in the way of our being the hands and the feet, the head and the heart of Christ in the world. There is no excuse for half-heartedness, for apathy, lethargy, laziness or boredom. Christ is risen and there is nothing standing in the way of our being fantastic. It is our turn to be that resurrected body, to proclaim that empty tomb, to set the bar high as examples of God's love, and then reach the bar and set it again higher and more profound every single time. I believe, I deeply believe in that nothing. To those of you baptized this morning, I invite you to continue studying, continue in your prayers and in your practices. Please continue being members of this community because you are vital to our health and we love you. But my hope for you this Easter morning is that the cherry on top of that huge Sunday of Christian being is the emptiness of that tomb. I hope you too can add nothing to the top of the list of things that you believe in. And I hope 
as Mary did, and as I do, you meet God there as well. The Lord is risen. The tomb is empty. There is, therefore, nothing and everything to celebrate this morning and always. Alleluia. Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia.